Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. We're delighted to be in the studio today. Actually, we're in the office today. Uh, we're not in the studio because I grabbed a few people to be a part of this podcast today. And today we're going to be talking about thoughtful preparation for worship. Sitting to my right, our good friend and brother, David Ham. Hey, everyone. And to his right, our very own worship leader here at Times Square Church, Ivory McDonald. Hello. And across the table from her is Misty Quinn, our Southern soul sister. (laughs) And then, of course, our very own Tiffany Thompson. Hi. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being a part. I almost called you Blue-Eyed Soul Sister, but you don't have blue eyes. Blue-Eyed Soul Sister. I know. Oh, praise God. Thanks for coming, guys. I was going to tackle this topic alone, but it would have been more of a soapbox, and I thought it was better to just have uh, people who do this on a regular basis. We all have different approaches to preparing to get into the presence of God. Sometimes it's song, sometimes it's just reading, or it's just prayer, or it's just uh, meditation. But uh, um, meditation, I probably should elaborate on that a little bit, right, <laughs> in this day and age, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought it was going to be, I thought it would fitting to be, uh, to, to, to discuss what I've known to be a traditional practice in preparing for worship. And, and, um, uh, it, it, it has a help. It has helped in my approach to selecting, if you will, songs for our worship services. You know, in the traditional church, we used to have what I what I call four modes, if you will, or three modes, if you will. Um, now, I don't know that this is a, a written down practice or not, but it's just what I remember. There was always the call to worship. Every church had it. You know, some churches would have the choir processional. Y'all remember that? You know, we're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. Soon, very soon, we're going to the king, you know. And, uh, you know. I always came down the left aisle. (laughs) (laughs) That was was my side. The tenors came down the left aisle. The same, the same. Song every time the curtain went up. Every um, then sings my soul, yeah. or bless the Lord, oh my soul. That's it. <laughs> so that, that was the call to worship. That was the song or songs that invited everybody to the celebration, if you will. It was the song that says, "Okay, we're getting started." You know, uh, and I just, I, I really, you know, the, the the older I got and the more I grew in the Lord, I never did understand marching in. <laughs> to, with uh, soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. That that's not exactly a call to worship song. Right. Right. It's, it's like a call end. to glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's hard to go past you know, that one. <laughs> so you've got songs that are calls to worship. You know, David said. Uh, you know, I was glad when he said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. There was an excitement in his heart about getting there because once he crossed the threshold, he knew that there was going to be some wonderful things happening. We're going to sing, perhaps we're going to dance, perhaps we're going to shout, we're going to speak of the goodness of the Lord, we're going to encourage one another in the fellowship, in the celebration. Uh, but then there's another scripture that says to enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. praise to be thankful unto him and to bless his name. And so, again, that's that has been used quite often and is applicable as a call to worship scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, some people would just read the entire Psalm, uh, Psalm 122, Psalm 150, and would just read that as a call to worship. And so 
I'm going to open the table and we're going to open the lines. Not the call lines because we don't really have any. Uh, but if you are following us with Twitter and Facebook, shoot us an email. Shoot us some of your call to worship songs mm. and some of your opinions with regards to uh, or some of your comments with regards to this call to worship. Now, my preparation normally for Sunday services or any services would be a collected uh, series of songs that come from my daily devotionals. And sometimes yeah. the Lord will speak to me in uh, you know a specific song or a specific verse, and I. I wouldn't always jot them down, but uh, when I did jot them by Saturday, I've got a truckload of songs that the Lord's been speaking to my heart throughout the week in preparation for Sunday morning. Sometimes none of those songs would make the list. Sometimes I come Sunday morning and I don't even have a list. And that's been the case for the past two months. I don't think I've had a list. Uh, and projection is probably just... Mm-hmm. Hello. Oh, it's him again. You know, they got five people on the computer right now just waiting to see what's happening. Uh, what's he going to do next? But I, I, I found that that freedom and that total dependence on the Lord uh, at any given time in the worship service is, is crucial. Um, with the different styles of music that we have, you, you know, it's not like you go to a hip hop concert and there's a, a call to worship, or no. is there? They're just calling out anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, did I say that? Yeah, I mean, in a good way, you know. It's just yeah. it's totally different dynamic. Okay, yeah, but yeah. it's not your Sunday morning thing, so it's not right. your call to worship. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's how I would prepare. But then there are times when I'm very specific. I'm very. Uh, uh, intentional in that yeah. uh, the intention, you know, Lord, I, I need the songs to say this because mm-hmm. people are coming in from work. If it's a new, you know, for weekday service, they're coming in from work or they're just getting off a, a New York subway or a New York bus or, yeah. you know, a New York job, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and all of those things. And so the call to worship has to be the kind of song that uh, moves them in their headspace from. You know, the nine to five to now six thirty to nine, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, so. No, I was just thinking, too, even as you began to rattle off a little bit of just the different direction or place where people are coming from, like how much of the preparation for that call to worship um, is influenced Mm -hmm. by just the demographics or Mm -hmm. culture. Mm uh, and being able to, you know, I'm just, especially you, Greg, who have been doing it for so long, I'm just curious to just to know how do you balance out just being able to gauge that the, that the selection process it happens through culturally knowing where we're at and then um, just, again, being led by the Holy Spirit in the direction uh, of, of the music. Yeah, it's it's a delicate balance. I mean, and none of it is approached with, um, the you know, with the mindset that I've, I've been doing this with. 25 years so I can do this mm-hmm. in my sleep no right, um, right. because then I am not uh, available to the Holy Spirit I I have just told him what I want him to do and and it's so easy to slip into that you know I think sometimes we uh, you know this is one of those um, areas where a lot of people don't want to talk about they don't want to talk about the side of us that actually plays a role in what we do yeah. <laughs> you know as if we are 100% uh, uh, under under the control of the Holy Spirit. Well, sometimes we're not. You know, there are moments in the worship service, yes, we are surrendering to Him. Right. But we don't hear Him saying anything specific right That's now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. You know, so I just got to do this song and, right. and, and, and 
but not because I'm feeling space, but because I believe this song. Right. Or I live this song. Mm -hmm. Or I'm feeling this song right now. And and those are those scary moments because sometimes, you know, we're going to talk about the other two areas, but this call (laughs) to worship sometimes you know, a lot of times people want to come out of the gate like a greyhound horse. Yeah. I, I, that's not a horse, it's a dog, right? <laughs> like a greyhound dog. And just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you, know you know mean, Greg. And clap or foot stomp. But yes, and yes, they want to do the celebratory thing, which I love. But then sometimes it's here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. That's the call to worship a lot of times. That fits another category that we'll talk about a little later, but it also works as a call to worship song. I know that on Fridays uh, you were talking about sometimes people like to just go out the gate just (laughs) banging but on I know Fridays especially it's been Pastor P's um, practice that we just have we start off like 15 minutes before service with worship and doesn't have to be fast most times it's slow and um, just just consecrating yourself to God and just getting your focus um, on God. For me personally, I like to start off slow, I guess, um, and It'll just work up to it. Yeah, <laughs> and just get my mind focused. And I know that on Fridays when we do that, it really helps to just. It just feels, seems like God's presence just comes so just immediately, you know, where everyone's able to just, yes, we are here now to focus on God. We're going to, we're going to look at God. We're going to make him big and, you know, in our minds, in our hearts. And for me, I feel like that's the best way for me to just get in Mm. to God's presence, Mm. especially on Fridays. And Fridays is the youth service. Yes. Fridays is the youth service. So that happens before the, Mm -hmm. the, Service Actually, starts. This yes. is with the choir. And it just goes right. Sometimes with, it'll just go right into service. Yeah. And sometimes, depending on how the spirit moves, we'll just keep going. Two, three songs, just gone. Yeah. And it's in the yeah. sanctuary. It's not like it's behind, right. yeah. you know, a, a wall or something or in a private room. So people are still hearing it. Exactly. Right. Still, right. Exactly. So there's right. still an atmosphere. Um, uh, in the sanctuary. It's much of what happens on Tuesday night. Pastor yeah. Carter will start reading scripture, praying, and singing song. It starts at 5.30. And I'm laughing because sometimes I'll go down at 5.30 and then I forget you know, five thirty to seven to nine is a long stretch. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to need to go to, you know, and I'm sitting there drinking five and six of these water bottles. And, uh, I know. You know by I quarter know. to seven, it's time for more yeah. break. But you don't want to leave because there's such a such a presence there. Well, I mean, I was actually going to comment on Ivory's comment. Um, for me, um, I, I lead worship for most of the three p.m. services, and now that's a different service <laughs> altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, I like starting off slow too. I don't know why. I've just always loved it, um, and I, I'm still trying to figure out that balance um, of what Greg, you know, is saying. You know, you are actually, you know, leading or steering uh, the people into worship. And sometimes I do want to start off with "Here I am to worship," but. If I remember, I started off with a slow song before when I first started, and Pastor Carter walked up to the mic and said, um, I, "It was we have overcome, we have overcome the power of Jesus." And it was like the service was just taken out of my hands. So there is definitely, you know, it depends on the service and yeah. and just my 
little experience in doing this and and no matter how much i prepare and how more i'm more intentional now in preparing worship lists than i've ever been and purposeful um but i know i can't start off with a here I am to worship and bow down at, three at a 3 p.m. service. Yeah. I just People can't. are tired. People yeah. are tired. People are, you know, Younger from what, what Pastor Cardis yeah. yeah. explained to me, some people are just rolling out of bed and this they're just their making yeah. it yeah. Yeah. to the 3 p.m. So they need to be uplifted. And, yeah. you know, so there are definitely different mm-hmm. factors that mm-hmm. come into yeah. play, you know, um, oh, yeah. from my, you know, yeah. experience. Yeah. It, oh, it, yeah. it feels like the more. I'm hearing from everybody like the bigger the topic becomes because there's just so many different directions you can go with mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the perspective of how we're going to call people into worship mm-hmm. right now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's been a learning process for sure. What Tiffany said, you know, it used to be that I thought that if the song really spoke to me and I, I worshiped with that song throughout the week, that that was enough. Mm-hmm. And, but like Greg said, most of the time, none of those songs get on the list now. Because, for example, I often lead at a six o'clock service, which at this church is evangelistic. Mm -hmm. It's a huge, I would say, very wide demographic, culturally, age, I I don't know. Six o'clock to me is very diverse. Mm -hmm. But you want the songs to be simple if it's evangelistic. You know, they have to be simple. I I would love to start off a service with, that's me too. I think, you know, personally speaking, I would love to start off with Alpha and Omega, you know, Mm -hmm. like, but I remember, I think Pastor Carter said this to me a few (laughs) years ago too. He said, you're ready to worship, but they're not. Mm -hmm. So it's more about that prayer. Holy Spirit, what do they need? What does this people at this particular service need my only agenda is to worship you. Yeah. And the only other agenda is to make sure that I facilitate that the other people can worship. I ha- I don't have to do any song. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't have to do any particular song, but what do they need? And so often at a six o'clock service, for example, I'll ask my colleague Jesse, like, well, which testimonies do we have tonight? You know, uh, and she'll give me the one-liner version of each testimony. And so at least I have an idea, like, okay, this this person really they they came to know the love of God or this person really knew the healing or, or deliverance. So at least I have in my mind like, okay, I can prepare certain songs that would speak specifically to that, you know, and perhaps it would really seal what the testimony just spoke. Um, and, and I can do that on the spot, but it's so much better if I can do it in advance, you know? Um, so it's really a learning process. It's funny you said, not funny, but it's, it's interesting because we just had this discussion uh, recently, and we've had it in the past. You, you said, Pastor Carter said to you, <laughs> "You're ready to worship, and the people aren't." And I and I throw this question out again: When did slow mean worship? True. <laughs> and when did fast mean praise? <laughs> all right, somebody look that up for me because I'm still curious to find out. I've been doing this a long time, and all of a sudden, in the past 10, 15 when? years, somewhere in there, worship meant oh, wooey and, uh, and praise meant bum, 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 bum. And I'm just trying to find out when the I definition know. changed. I, I think it happened down south somewhere. <laughs> Misty? Hands down. I know, I know. Down south somewhere. It's so true. Because I know hand clappers. Because many of the hand clappers are praised. They are attributing 
one of God's attributes to him. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> it's true, but it's not like the song you said, Here I Am to Worship. Right. It's a very worshipful song. Right, right. I wouldn't call it really even that slow, though. I mean, it's like a medium tempo song, you yeah. know, like, but there's plenty of fast songs that are worshipful. Yeah. Well, I got to open this up. So we're going to throw it out on Facebook and Twitter. When did worship mean slow songs? And when did praise mean fast songs? And then send us your example of a slow praise song and a fast worship song. Yeah. 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 That's good. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. But here here are some call to worship titles. All right. Uh, And they're not all fast. And they're not all slow. <laughs> Alpha and Omega. All right. It, when you now, when I'm talking about the call to worship, the content of, of this particular song is not necessarily oh, not. Uh, yeah. a call to worship. No. Except for the line, "We give you all the glory." We. It's inclusive. Mm-hmm. It involves the worship leader and the people ministering to God. Remember, I told you there's three steps. There's you know, we minister to God with the people. We minister to God for the people. We minister to the people. This one is number one. This is ministering to God with the people. Um, and But it is a call to worship in that we are calling the people to come in and what? Give him what? All the glory. All the glory. You're yeah. Alpha and Omega. We worship you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, here's another one. Ancient of Days. Mm-hmm. Blessing and honor. Glory and power. Right, classic. Your kingdom shall reign. Mm-hmm. So it's attributing glory and and honor to God. So it really does fit another yeah, car- it category. Does. It does, but it is also uh, a call to worship. Uh, arise and sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, no brainer. Wait, wait, somebody give me the note on that one. Arise and sing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Right. Right. Awesome in this place. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Call to worship. Mm-hmm. All right. And these are these are just this is my opinion, so I'm not the authority here, so you guys can just throw in. You can say no, you know, you can hit the Awesome in this place did kind of sound like a song of adoration. It is. It, 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 it absolutely uh, yeah. <laughs> But the first line As I come into your presence, mm-hmm. past the, the, the gates of praise. To your sanctuary. Okay, yep. To a standing face to face. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right, be glorified. Raphael Rupert's be glorified. Yes. Uh-huh. Or yes. the other one, be glorified, be glorified in heaven, be glorified in the temple. Right? Uh, I got a whole list of call to worship. So we're just going to throw a few on this podcast. We're going to take a break right here and come back and talk about what gets us from this category to the next one in a moment. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God is good. His power to change. God is, God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God answer. is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church in New York City. In the Old Testament, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 11 and 12 say these words. If you forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death and those that are ready to be slain, if you say in your heart, behold, we knew it not, does not he that ponders the heart consider it? 
The end of this verse talks about a price to be paid. When we know that we are called to cry out for those that don't have a voice to cry for themselves, and yet we hold back from doing it. We're living at a time in our society today, in our city, in New York, when things could quite quickly get out of hand. You and I are called to pray. This is an hour to be in the house of God. It's an hour to be in the personal prayer time, calling out to the one who's able to answer the deepest cries of the human heart. Of all times, now is the time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. Child Cry is pleased to announce the launching of a new children's book entitled Picnic Pals, written and illustrated by an 11-year-old girl named Emily Skelding from Mobile, Alabama. Emily wants to teach children about the love of Jesus and to help feed hungry children, a passion she developed after reading about Child Cry. In June of 2009, Emily was diagnosed with acute lymphatic leukemia. As she has journeyed along this path, she has shown a quiet strength and a courage that is a testimony of the power of God to transform through suffering. Picnic Pals is available for purchase online at tscnyc.org and at the Times Square Church book table. 100% of all the proceeds from the sale of the book will go to feed hungry children through Child Cry. And we're having a wonderful discussion about thoughtful preparation for worship, particularly in song. And we talked about the first category being the call to worship, songs that call the people to the celebration, call the people to the house, in a sense, call the people 
to a place of praise, a place of celebration uh, in the presence of Almighty God. And, and uh, we could go on for days with song titles about call to worship. Uh, but let's go to category number two. Um, and before we get there, a lot of times we have those songs that don't fit specifically in a category. I call them bridge songs because they're songs that you can stick in that kind of bridge the gap between the call to worship and the next category, which I think is, uh, which is what I call a testimonial songs that speak about the faithfulness of God toward us songs that speak about his goodness. Um, but to get there, there's a, there's a, bridge song and some of those bridge songs can be like the one you just mentioned let's go down to the enemy's camp we've been singing that a little while lately (laughs) vicky kind of dug it out of the (laughs) out of the yes the old old church (laughs) southern gospel if you will and uh and uh i think the lyrics are i went uh, to the enemy's camp to the enemy's Sing it, Misty. And I took back, took what, back he what he stole from me. me. Yeah. Took back what he stole from me. Took back what he stole from me. And know. then she put in a line uh, of her own on the spot because I don't know if she could remember the original or what. She could remember she said, it. She just didn't want to say it. it. She thought so it was. She, uh, made, a, <laughs> she made a better line, which was, "Jesus said it belongs to me." <laughs> so now we're doing rewrites on the call <laughs> on the spot. spot. Rewrites. <laughs> Oh man! I, but really it kind of caught on, <laughs> and so it's not your call to worship, and it's not necessarily a song that glorifies the Father, but it's also not a testimonial because we sing it over and over, and we never say what we took back. We never get to the line, whatever that line is. Of what we took back, so it's but a bridge it's a reminder song. of a right. truth. Exactly, right. exactly. So you've got bridge songs. You've got songs like that that are that are more segue type of 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 songs. Uh, I think of songs that are uh, like this one. Now I, I call it a bridge song because, and, and it's very, it's got a very powerful message, and we sing it all the time. But when you think about the song, um, "Blessed Be the Name." Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised and adored. You know, that can be a worship. worship. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, 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 a call to worship. Okay. It, it can also be one of those adoration songs, which, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about later. Um, but take another song. Let's take one like, um, Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the, your name. Mm-hmm. Right? Blessed be your name. In the land that is plentiful. plentiful mm-hmm. With a stream of be decoration but it's also a great in my opinion a great segue to uh songs that are testimonial could be others i mean there, there are many many others i'll give you another one uh take a song like we are healed yeah he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes thank the lord we're healed it's testimonial but it's also a good segue song or a mm. good bridge song to come out of that call to worship right because again if you approach the call to worship at a three o'clock service and it's got to be a hand clapper you don't want to go from a hand clapper to a slow bridge song does that make sense because that service will just go downhill remember there's a lot happening at the three o'clock service there's prayer going on mm. there's when i say prayer the, the elders, elders, the elders are, are at the praying. altar right um uh it's 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 the morning service for some people. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's the younger crowd. You know, yeah. It's 
it's also the literally the second service for some for a lot of people uh, after they've gone to the morning service when they got their pasta and cheese and, and, and the spirit of the sleepies it's about yeah. to come on. So you know they got to be you know woken or you know revived in a sense. Uh, it's like spiritual CPR for some of these people, you know. Uh, and so you've got those kinds. So you don't. So you when you think of a song that that's a bridge song to this next category, these are the kinds of of bridge songs. And this takes a lot of thinking. This takes a lot of preparation. This is not the kind of thing you just sit down and say, okay. I got a binder of call to worship songs, and then I go to my binder of testimonial songs, and yeah. I go to my binder of uh, songs of adoration. It's not that at all, um, uh, and it is very personal when you practice it, uh, and 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 your approach to pra- your your approach to doing it's going to be different. Everybody's approach is going to be different, but there there are many uh, what I call bridge songs. Here's another one: "You Alone Are My Rock and My Salvation." You alone are my fortress. Da, 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 da. And I can't remember all the words right now, but we, we sing it a lot here. Again, fits multiple categories. All right, but here's one I want to see if you 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 uh uh can can categorize. Come be enthroned on my praise. Directly to the Lord. Yeah. I would almost say it's like a it can fit the call to worship. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the part that says Hail to the King. Mm-hmm. It's, it's both. It's, it's both. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely both. Yeah. 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 It's really directly to the Lord, but then it turns into hail Jesus. Yeah. Because because when you look at the lyric, it's invoking in in a sense. You're you're asking him to come in where, you know, all the other songs, we were inviting the people to come in. Mm -hmm. And so now we're asking him to abide in the praises of his people. So in a sense, we're saying, Lord, accept this offering. You know, if I can put it that way, Lord, here it is. Uh, please accept this. Come abide in this. Come dwell in this. And so, yeah. uh, I still find that to me, that's a bridge song. That's a bridge mm-hmm. from the call of worship. I can stick that right in the middle, and then eventually get more into songs of, 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 of testimony. Can so. we say that for the song "Welcome, Holy Spirit"? We are in your presence. Yeah. You're the living Same water. Thing. Yeah, so it's a segue song or right. like a bridge song. Because when you song. think about it, we're not calling him to worship. Right. <laughs> right, we're wel- right. welcoming him. Right. Welcoming we're him. welcoming him. He's already we there. Wa- yeah. But we want him to know he's welcome. You're welcome. And the rest here. of this mm-hmm. time is your time. God, do with it what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Do with me what you want to do with me. Yeah. Um, for I've me, often done that as called to worship. I've often done that as the first song too. Well, even I though you're it right, fits. it's not even traditionally called to worship right. because it is to the Lord. It's right. not to the people. A lot of times in a real s- simple way, I guess just working in, in a lot of youth settings, um, I've encouraged uh, young worship leaders to think through like three areas where we can either worship based upon what we're supposed to do mm. or what he does or what he says, mm. you know. And like even now, as I'm just like listening to just the lyrics and some of the songs we're talking about, a lot of it tends to go back and forth between what he does right. and what he says. Right. right. You right. know? Right. And I prefer to stay in those two areas more so, me personally, more so than what we need to do. Right. Right. A you lot know? of the I songs. Uh, the, yeah. The oh I my will goodness. songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, so, so. There are other songs that are British. You take a song like this one. Um, I've got my mind made up. Yeah. And I won't turn back. You know, I'm going to see my Jesus someday. You know, goodbye world. I stay no longer. You got all of these songs. And and to me, that's more of an I song. 
That's is. an I yeah. will song. Yes. You know, definitely a bridge song. You know, it's not a declaration. It's not an adoration song. It's not a necessarily a testimonial song yeah. because you haven't done any of the things you're saying you're going to do. <laughs> you know, and that's certainly not the call to worship. Yeah. And testimonials, are, are you thinking more along the lines of, I've got a testimony about where God has taken me, so it's still an I, or is the testimony about who God is and what he's done? It's a testimony of his his faithfulness, more of what he I'm testifying about God himself, not about... Not about anything I've done. Yeah. What about what he's done? Unless we go way down south where I grew up, (laughs) in a small town called Hampton, Virginia, (laughs) where we'd have testimony hours. And the worship leader would be on the organ. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, this and, is why everybody would sing. And everybody, everybody. got that, that melody One down. Song. And their testimony, and they sing their yeah, testimony. Sing the testimony. Yep. That's wow. why I grew up with it. You say, everybody better know how to sing a little song. <laughs> right, right. Because if it was testimony hour, the organist was playing, and you sang your testimony. Yeah. I wow. couldn't help but think when you said that category, that, that was where I was in my mind. Because, you know. No, that's but, that, but that's, again, and it's very relevant because I grew up in the same culture. You know, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't that far south, though, but it was probably more north. But, uh, but the same culture. And it is it is probably more, you know, I, I used to think it was more cultural mm. until I went to the south and I went into some Pentecostal churches yeah. that were not of of, of African American descent, right? I mean, there are some Spanish Pentecostal, there's white Pentecostal, oh, there's down too, uh, you know. Yeah. So, and and but testimony service was the same. I found in most of those circles, yeah. people would get up, you know, give, you know, far circles like giving honor to God to the head of my yeah, life, my yada, life. Yada, 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 yada. That was the <laughs> that was the first year they came to the Lord, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all that He has done for me, my soul. My soul. Oh, we're gonna take a break. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh, man. We're going to take a break (laughs) and come back because we're having a moment here right after this message. The Adult and Youth Praise Choirs are just two of the many ministries that make up TSC Music. We're also looking for volunteers in other areas of music ministry. Are you a musician, an actor or singer, a video editor or an audio engineer? Perhaps you're great at learning song lyrics and quick on the computer, then Projection Ministry could be the place for you. Or maybe you enjoy meeting new people and talking with them about music. Then you'd fit right in with our sales team. If you're a music lover looking to find your place to serve, we invite you to apply online. Visit the website tscnyc.org and click on Get Involved.
and we're back. <laughs> and we had to take a necessary break because Ivory slipped into uh, <laughs> muddy hills of Alabama or somewhere. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> where the moan and the groan was coming out. Wow. So, uh, But we come from all these different backgrounds. And we were talking about testimonial. Uh, Davey yeah. hit on something in yeah, the break. And we, and we were laughing at it, too. But you know, even just during our break, we were just kind of reminding ourselves about how genuine it was yeah. um, growing up in those communities. Um, and, uh, I mean, Greg, you can explain it best in terms of just the authenticity of that that grandma humming yeah. in the back before she went into her testimony <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the organ player. It, I mean... It's cultural. It's definitely cultural. Um, but a lot of what... Uh, the African American culture and the, and the church, and I'm going to summarize this very quickly so we don't get into too, too much of it, um, was because uh, comes well it stems out of the fact that you know from a slavery perspective, from a mm-hmm. from a from a country that has been has deep roots in slavery and deep roots in segregation, you know a lot of the slaves were not allowed to sing. They weren't allowed to read. They weren't allowed to write. In fact, singing was probably only the only thing they could do because when they sang, they got motivated, so they yeah. worked harder. That's another mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. Um, but they weren't allowed to read, and so they didn't have good reading skills. And so a lot of what they heard about God was stuff that they heard around the table while serving the master. Mm. while serving the slave owner, while serving dinner, while serving food, while plowing the field. And, and so a lot of what they heard about the gospel, uh, you know, was, was, you know, was regurgitated in a sense. And not all of it was true. And we know that because if they weren't, then they would not have been enslaved. Mm. <laughs> right. You know, but they took what they were able to get, you know, and mm. that's where you get songs like I got shoes, you got shoes, all God's children got shoes. And when we get mm. to heaven, we're going to put on our shoes and walk all over God's heaven, you know, and, you know, that song doesn't glorify anybody, you know, and you don't need shoes in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But they, this is what was, they knew. This yeah. is what they had. Yeah. And they, because they didn't have shoes on earth. Right. They, they had to plow the field with whatever they had. And so uh, and so the hope and the joy of being able to they put go. on shoes mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. when you get out of this bondage as it is uh, was what they sing about. No, I was just going to say like that. That was their faith. Yeah. That was their way of overcoming, um, yeah. of putting it in the form of a song and believing it and singing it and, and, and singing it just with, with fervorance. And, and to me, I think that's powerful. I mean, it was that on, on a different level um, and in a different time and space, but it, it just speaks volumes of, you know, a lesson in faith and, yeah. you know, and what, what God's faithfulness is about to me. And there's a lesson learned from it too, because <clears throat> their call to worship was out of a desire to know the freedom that we have in Absolutely. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. And so much of the call to worship that we experience now uh, in the church at large has been just through just uh, uh, sometimes an overfocus on just being artistic or mm-hmm. even just wanted, wanting to duplicate something that happened last Sunday or just right. methods <laughs> or mm. we don't got much much time, so let's just put this together. Um, and the call to worship should, you know, at the end of the day, be just an urgent call to experience the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, as you gave us that history lesson, there was suffering. 
but their joy in singing, their call to worship was, in my suffering, I have this hope in Jesus, right. and I can sing. Yeah. yeah. And that hope was produced. Away. That hope produced songs like, you know, I got a new name mm-hmm. over in Zion, over in Zion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it's mine. Mind, mind, you know, we again, shall overcome. Absolutely. And so the songs like that that were birthed out of those experiences um, uh, that I think even today and for, for years we've taken advantage of, we've taken for granted. Uh, perhaps we've even cheapened the value of a song like I Got a New Name in Glory. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know where that song comes from, right. you know, mm-hmm. but it comes from uh, some real broken uh Broken situations, some some hearts that were just. I mean, God was the only thing they had to hold on to. Yeah, you know. And so, yes, putting on new shoes in glory, looking forward to that. A new name in glory, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Because here, there was nothing to look forward to. Yeah. Absolutely. So these testimonial songs, mm-hmm. um, uh, awesome. Yeah. The Jenkins one, awesome. It's mm-hmm. our God. Oh, it's that's awesome. a great song. Da, 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 da. You know, it's a testimonial song. Yes. It's it's a song that you can. Technically, only sing if you are absolutely, you've absolutely experienced the awesomeness of God. Mm. Yes. Every day. It's you, it's I, live you I live for. Mm-hmm. Every day. Every day. You know? Follow out to you. Falling in love with Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. The best thing I've ever done. A very, very personal testimonial uh, uh, selection. Faithful is our God. Faithful is our God. Yeah. Mm. Friend of God. From the inside out. Unchanging. Unchanging. Mm-hmm. I am free. That's right. Forever. Redeemed. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. Send us your favorite testimonial song. We'll be right back. Summit International School of Ministry is currently trying to fill the bookshelves of their newly renovated library. Their desire is to expand the resources available to their students to enable them to deeper study the Word of God and to enrich their Christian walk. If you'd like to donate an Amazon.com gift card, visit the Summit Book Drive page on Amazon.com. If you prefer to give a donation to Summit towards the purchase of books for their new library, please visit www.tscnyc.org. It's one of the most powerful weapons that Satan has against you. Once he has gotten you with fear, then he will take your faith. Because fear is actually the opposite of faith. The Lord said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Now fear is when we look at the size of the opposition that we have to encounter and dismay comes when we look inside and don't see enough strength to fight the battle. And God's word was don't let fear or dismay get a hold of you because it's not about you. It's about Christ in us. That's the good news. Paul says to Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear. Fear When that simple word gets into your heart, that's where the sound mind comes from. Fear not. I don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Face your fears and overcome them by the power of God. Face them now. It's very hard to get right with God in a season of panic. There are going to be many things in the future that are going to cause fear. 
And some things are causing fear today. But for the child of God, God says to you, fear not. That's where your sound mind will come from. Fear not. I know what fear can do. I was paralyzed by it for over nine years. But I know when I came to Christ and made a choice of going all the way with Him and walking with Him, there's no fear in my heart. If you will make that choice, you'll be astounded at the power of God that is available for you. Power, love, and a sound mind. That's what comes from God. And it only comes from God. It only comes from God. Pastor Carter Conlon's new book, Fear Not, Living Courageously in Uncertain Times, is now available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, and wherever Christian books are sold. Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah! Thank you, God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Hallelujah! 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 Oh, God, we thank you! We thank you! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus!
And we're back, and we just covered the second category of this three-category discussion. The first, of course, being being uh, the call to worship. We have what we call bridge songs, like I've got my mind made up, that then move us into songs of testimony. And, of course, we talked a little bit about testimony service. So, yeah, we got to have one of those one Sunday night. We got to <laughs> just reinvent the the old the old time testimony service and not be afraid to just let people all over sanctuary just pop up and talk of the goodness of God and then break out in the song. A little scary in yeah, the Very interesting here. Yeah. Very interesting. Somebody get up and sing the Star Spangled Banner, you know, it's just only New York. <laughs> But then we have, and I, I I like to have what we call, you know, these bridge songs because they do bridge the gap between uh, one category to the next. Um, they they're they're not necessarily testimonial, but they don't specifically speak to the attributes or the whoness of God. Mm. Uh, but yet they do worship Him because you 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 know, like you said, Dave earlier, some of these songs go back and forth. They they yeah. there's a little adoration here and then there's a little testimonial there. A little adoration there, a little testimonial there. So um and so it's necessary. So those to me are what we call bridge songs instead of sticking them into to to um uh both categories, which of course you can do. This is just my own practice and since I'm at the head of the table, I guess I can say <laughs> <laughs> We're rolling with you. Yeah. So this last category or this third category and there may even be more i'm sure there are more if you look in the back of the uh average hymnal they have all of the hymns in categories some are communion hymns some are hymns of adoration some are you know declaration and proclamation and hymns of forgiveness hymns of of dedication rededication hymns about baptism hymns about crucifixion heal i mean so they've got them in so many many um uh, different categories um and uh and of course with the hymns which is another thing we can talk about later um uh they're categorized that way because you know hymns were used in a specific way in the context of traditional worship services so this last segment if you are this last category is what i what i call songs of of adoration or songs that proclaim uh, the 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 worth or the value of god the mm-hmm. holiness of god uh, they speak of his attributes, um, his faithfulness, his his holiness, his his uh, uh, the, the the need to revere him as it is, and so um, you can have bridge songs that move to that area. Now, this is a little more delicate area because generally, when you think about worship and the, and the context of worship, the way it moves, you want people by this point, or at least you want to be, <laughs> at a place where you are so ready. To receive the word of God, you know, your heart has been kind of pried open as it is, or perhaps your mind, you, in your mind, you've been uh, forced to recollect and go back and look at his faithfulness, his goodness toward you, doing those testimonial songs. Yeah. And therefore, you come out of that saying, I've got a reason mm-hmm. to praise him. I've got a reason to worship him, or I have many reasons to worship him. And now we get into this last category where it is all out in a sense. Because God, I'm I'm ready to be completely poured out so that you can pour into me. Remember, the reason we have songs in, the, in our worship services is not to uh, motivate the people or not to provide some kind of pep rally service. Mm-hmm. It is to prepare them for the word of God, to prepare mm-hmm. our hearts to receive 
the word of God. Uh, and the enemy can, if he can get that, he's made our entire song service useless. If he can snatch the word from us, he's made the entire song service useless. Now, yes, there are some songs that will move people to a place where they'll leave here and get more out of the song than they will the preaching. Hmm. It's very possible. It's, and it's happened. Uh, I know it's happened for me on, on on occasion where the Holy Spirit ministered to me through the song more than he does through the preached word. It's not often, yeah, but it happens. But that's why the music... <laughs> You know, and song selection and in the process needs to be very intentional. Yeah. Uh, and I love the fact that you know, just with your breakdown, this is why I said, well, I'm, I'm rolling with you on it because, yeah, it should ultimately come to a place where it's all about Jesus. It's it's all about God and the Father and his love for us. Um, and you, I don't think you can fail in a worship segment um, when you, when you when you wrap things up with how much God loves us, you know. And how much he cares and who he is as majesty. Um, and that, and yeah, that, that definitely readies the heart for the word. Um, yeah. Here, too, of my, one of my, uh, what I think are, are just great, all, almost the all time, but they're great uh, bridge songs to this last card category. And I want to, I want to put these out there now, and and because I think the lyric here speaks directly to why uh, these songs are called. Uh, to me anyway, Bridges. In the quiet, in the stillness, I know that you are God. In the secret of your presence, I know there I am restored. When you call, I won't refuse. Each new day, again, I'll choose. There is no one else for me, none but Jesus, crucified to set me free. Now I live to bring him praise. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's, it's, again, it doesn't necessarily speak of the attributes of God. It, it really is an eye song because that bridge is mm-hmm. all my delight is in you, Lord. Right? All of my hope, all of my strength, all of my delight is in you, Lord, forever. You very can personal. say that's attributes, but it's very, very personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very, very personal. And he, here's another one that I think uh, I heard this one a few weeks ago. Um, I was driving to Summit and uh, I learned it in the car. And uh, and I sang it one night at, at Summit because I was I was just so moved by it. I had heard it before, but I never stopped to really listen to the lyric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the title is "Waiting Here for You." You may have may have heard this one. Uh, but listen to the lyric. It says, "If faith can move mountains, let the mountains move." Uh, we come with expectation, waiting here for you, waiting here for you. You're the Lord of all creation, and still you know my heart. The the author of salvation. You've loved me from the start, waiting here for you with our hands lifted high in praise. And it's you we adore, singing hallelujah. It's a simple song, but when you hear it, it's just it's just so moving. It technically can be a call to worship because of that chorus. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's more of a bridge. It, it segues into that, okay, God, I'm waiting here for you, for you now. I've praised. I've clapped my hands. <laughs> I've danced. Uh, I've, I've worshiped you for your, your goodness, your faithfulness. I've declared your, your, your faithfulness in my life. I've given testimony and now I need to hear from you. Mm -hmm. All of this was to you. Now I need to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where we we talked about it. You know, why did it get slow all of a sudden? (laughs) Why did worship get slow? I think this is where it happens because we feel like in order to hear from God, we gotta be still. 
Yeah. yeah. You see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta man. be still. It's hard to hear from them when you're jumping around, you're sweating, you're clapping your hands, and you're yeah. banging the tambourine. But, yeah. but somewhere in our psyche, in order to hear from God, we have to be still. And I think that's where the quiet came from. But, you know, don't quote me on that. We'll, we'll check our <laughs> Facebook listeners and see what, what our viewers and our listeners yeah. think. No, that's good. I mean, I was just recently at Summit, and they have, um, once a year, they have a day called A Day in Waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just a, it's, it's an all day fast from nine to five with students and staff. And, uh, I just had a refreshing time. Um, I got hungry at times. <laughs> I said, boy, I haven't done this like this in a long time. You know, like, you know, cause normally when you fast all day, you can go away or, or you can structure your day in a way where you, you're not thinking about food. But I mean, we're in the sanctuary like the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the whole time we're, we're waiting <laughs> and uh, but I but it was a it was truly a day in waiting uh, and just to be still and to know um, that God is alive and that he loves us and very much of the day from nine to five was worship um, and it just it was really moving and it just um, there's something really key to that what like what you just said the the, the um that combo of mm-hmm. waiting and worship they belong together yeah. um and it's a it's a it's a it's a placement of where where God can really reveal himself to us the waiting and the worship that combo together um really allows for the holy spirit to speak i think um you're saying waiting and worship and how they go hand in hand i think for me, in my mind, I think of Selah and mm-hmm. worship, singing songs. Um, I feel like they go hand in hand because for me, I, I can't just um, go from one song to the next one to the next one to the next song because you don't give God a chance to, to do what he wants to do, to speak to you, whatever he wants to speak to you, or just to refresh us in the way that we need to be. Yeah you know, refresh. And I feel like they, I feel like a lot of times, especially I notice it a lot on Friday nights when it comes to young people, we don't really know how to just calm down and just be there in his presence. A lot of times we like to just go to the next one, to the next one, to the next one, to the next song, but you don't, they don't really know how to just say la or sing their own song to God or just, just have that quiet time. And I think it's, very important and I know that for me that's that's when I'm able to just go right right to the throne room because waiting Selah waiting and songs sing the songs they just go right together yeah that's good well with the Selah and 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 the songs there's also another element for me that um, I don't want to say struggling but I'm learning is the technical aspect of everything Mm -hmm. and Pulling, putting all of those things together and still remaining sensitive to the Holy Spirit. That's a very yeah. difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how much for me, how I prepare, like Greg said, all of my preparation can go out of the window. So um, that's my desire and in, in going forward and being a more intentional worship leader and purposeful worship leader is how do I combine all of them together and especially being sensitive to what God wants to do. Yeah. I have not figured it out. And I don't know if it's 
a formula. I don't know if it's because he does different things every service, but mm-hmm. just to, to just know that, Lord, I'm being sensitive to you. You know, I haven't fully grasped mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, without feeling like um, I'm always careful of not trying to craft something. And yeah. sometimes I could feel myself I mean, being transparent, falling into that crafting and going this way. And I immediately just it's a, just a very it's not easy. It's very mm-hmm. difficult. You yeah. know, you just can't jump yeah. up there and just do it. Oh, and it's not opinion. a formula. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a learning process. I would share exactly what you said that. It's like the Lord teaches me every single time, no matter how many services, no matter what. And as my own walk with him changes and as my own personal time and and life changes, like becoming a mother or whatever it is that changes even my own interaction with the Lord, it's, it translates to being a worship leader because I'm interacting with him differently and I'm, I'm praying differently and I, and he teaches me every single time. And those things that you shared, I'm still learning. You know, the technic- the spiritual and the technical go together. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the hardest part. Like, you can't say I'm, I'm moving forward in one and not the other. It's like, as Greg showed me, he's like, as you, you become, the Lord frees you in areas and whatever it is, fear or, or, or giving into some kind of pressure that you've put on yourself or, you know, within the context of being a worship leader, as he, he moves you closer to him, the technical things seem to fall into place more easily. And I, I thought, how can that be? You know, can, wouldn't you learn the technical separately? But I, when Greg told me that I was like, how can this be? But I knew that I was true and it has become true. And, and so that, that willingness to wait, that to not give into pressure, to move forward so quickly, but to mm-hmm. remember what you have just sung about and what you just praised the Lord about, you know, and it it's helped on the technical side so much. Yeah. The, the Ceylon moment is, um, is a crucial moment. Uh, you you almost have to incorporate that in uh, when when you're leading people in worship. And the reason for that is, you know, if we if we do all the talking, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the concept, the whole meaning of Selah is to stop and listen. Look it up. That's what it means to stop and listen. So, as you stop and listen, it doesn't mean you can't sing. It doesn't mean you can't worship. So, what do you do? Well, you that's a time for you to reflect. Mm-hmm. But then if all of your terminology for God is wrapped up in just faithfulness, holy, righteous, you know, all the typical righteous, you know, spiritual terms, then what are you reflecting on? And one good thing to do is is to reflect on what you just said. You just declared mm-hmm. in your testimonial mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. You just declared his faithfulness. You just declare that. And so now you start going back to every single song you sing. This is what Selah is. It's a moment for us to stop and listen, but reflect on what I just said, what did I just say to God, mm-hmm. and how else can I say it? You know, the song is general, but now I'm getting to the nitty gritty. Now I'm getting yeah. down to the specifics about His faithfulness. I was sick. I was I was dying. You know what I mean? Or my family was wrecked. Or I was in sin. Or I was a drug dealer. Or whatever whatever it is. You know, I was this, and He brought me out of that. And so you start listening to it. So in your testimonial song, that's the 
the time for you to be reflecting during these Selah moments. You know, some of these bridges, bridges that we talked about can be Selah moments. There's a Selah moment from your call to worship to your testimonial songs. There's a Selah moment from your testimonial songs to your bridge. Everybody's going to approach uh, approach it differently. But the concept of, of Selah is to stop and listen. Lord, what are you saying now? Because he may just say, stay in the testimony. Let's stay there a little while longer. You know, every preacher has to have a Selah moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's, got, it's a moment when you just walk mm-hmm. away from the note. You know who does that well, and I love to see him worship is Dr. Lamar Vest. You, if you ever watch him, listen to him when he preaches, and I'm sure you have. You know, there are moments when he it just wells up in him, and he just says, <laughs> let's just worship him for me. Let's just yeah. praise God. Yeah. Let's yeah. Give, give him glory. He does that thing, you know, that. Uh, he reminds uh, me of my Yes, yes. Very Hagee. much. Yeah, yes. he reminds he, me of Because he says, he give that. the Lord a praise. Give because it's a you moment know? to give the Lord Absolutely. a praise. Because yeah. <laughs> what we help just it. said, it's, it's, it's got to sink right. in. It's like a little slow rain. So that's what the Selah moment is. And sometimes, you know, even as worship leaders, sometimes we feel like we have to fill that space every single time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that space just needs to be filled by a piano or violin or just a hush. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, we had many moments here when it was just a holy hush. Uh, and that was a Selah moment. Yeah. And before you know it, you know, there was a cry in the back of the sanctuary, or there's a cry in the balcony, or there's a cry in the back of the room, or there's a cry on the platform, because somebody re- remembered how awesome and how faithful uh, God is. But that takes us to, again, this last uh, area, this this the song of adoration, or this song of uh, ascribing worth and value to God, or this song of ascription, if you will. Uh, and songs like, you know, Agnes Day, Do It For Me, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they are just mm-hmm. quiet, holy. Mm-hmm. Are you Lord God Almighty? Mm-hmm. Worthy as a lamb. I'm not asking for anything. Yes. <laughs> I've already declared your faithfulness. Now it's about you. It's completely yeah. about who you are. You know, not what you've done, completely about who you are. Those are those songs of prescription to me. Um, all heaven all heaven declares. Mm-hmm. Indescribable. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the glory, yeah. all the honor mm-hmm. belongs to you. You know, songs like that that ascribe all glory to God because we've done all the talking, you know, and, you know, we've got to have that moment where now we just give it all to him because in doing so, I think it is now further preparing our hearts to receive what's most important. And that is to preach gospel of Jesus Christ.
ChildCry is pleased to announce the launching of a new children's book entitled Picnic Pals, written and illustrated by an 11-year-old girl named Emily Skelding from Mobile, Alabama. Emily wants to teach children about the love of Jesus and to help feed hungry children, a passion she developed after reading about ChildCry. In June of 2009, Emily was diagnosed with acute lymphatic leukemia. As she has journeyed along this path, she has shown a quiet strength and a courage that is a testimony of the power of God to transform through suffering. Picnic Pals is available for purchase online at tscnyc.org and at the Times Square Church Book Table. 100% of all the proceeds from the sale of the book will go to Feed Hungry Children Through Child Cry. KPC is going to Finland. It's our first missions trip. A group of kids from the Times Square Church Kids Praise Choir is traveling to Helsinki, Finland this June. We'll be part of an evangelistic children's choir outreach. We're so excited to worship and share the love of Jesus. A lot of the kids in the choir are from the inner city, and we need your help to be able to go. If you'd like to help sponsor a child to go on this mission trip, visit tscnyc.org. Just click on the KPC Ensemble Traveling to Finland banner to make your donation online. Thank you. Kitos. Music Radio, where God is. We're back and we're just wrapping up this last category, this song of ascription. I think that's what we need to just call it, <laughs> ascribing uh, value and worth uh, to Almighty God. And 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 just declaring His how holy He is. And, and now that we are, uh, in a sense, we've just crossed the threshold. Because uh, I'm very visual, so when I'm, when I'm seeing this and I'm saying it, I, I have to see it visually, you know. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Okay, now we're going, and we're celebrating as we go. We get there. We continue in the celebration. We join the host, if you will. We're celebrating together. You know, we're declaring his faithfulness. We're declaring the victories. You know, we're claiming the victories. And then there's that moment when God needs to say something to us, wants to say something to us. Yes, it's going to come through his word. But God, I got to get over all this jumping and shouting I just did. Mm. I got to, you know, I got to bring this my spirit as it is under subjection and just kind of chill uh and i think again this is where the slow came from so we pull back a little bit and we say okay god speak speak yeah and sometimes it's through another song sometimes it's just through remembrance sometimes it's through uh and you know and oftentimes it's through uh through the preach gospel you know but that's where we sing songs like agnes day uh, for me, anyway, that's where we sing songs like "How Majestic Is Your Name." That's where we sing songs like "Majesty, mm-hmm. Majesty." Mm-hmm. You know, "Forever I Am Changed by Your Love." Songs like "More Than Enough." You know, that's testimonial, but it's also He is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Rapha. Mm-hmm. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom. You know, mm-hmm. He's all of that uh, and some. That song here in your presence, at the um, the bridge where, where it says "wonderful, wonderful. beautiful, mm-hmm. glorious, um, matchless, matchless in every way. way," I just love that part. It just takes, for me, it just it just grabs my soul, and it's just we could just stay there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we could just stay there, because it shows the bigness 
mm-hmm. of who God, of how you know, how big He really is, and like the pastors say, when you see how big God is, your problem gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and you just, for me at least, you just fall more in love with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it's um, the 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 bridge on how great is our God, name above all yeah. names, worthy. I now that's one that I can just. Uh, <laughs> Just keep saying over and over because to it's it's just something so freeing in that he is the name. His name is above every name. You know, he mm-hmm. is worthy to be praised. And my heart shall sing. You yeah. are great. And no matter what's going on, if I just you are great. You know, sometimes I can't even. You know, um, I just can't even comprehend the greatness of God, and just for it to be in a song and put to a a wonderful melody and you just, and it's not about, you know, evoking an emotion or whatever, but it's just, just that knowing just God, you are great. (laughs) And I'm going to get through this and and I'm going to steer these people, whatever they're going through, they're going to believe it too, you know, because you are great. So, and I love clean of glory. It crosses many categories, but for me, it's very worshipful. The the chorus of it, because his name King is of Jesus. Glory. His name mm-hmm. is Jesus. And it's my favorite because yeah. I'm like, if you don't know his name, <laughs> I just want to remind you yeah. this is his name. That's it's good. no other name, you know. Yeah. He's Lord Almighty. But then it is more personal. He's King of my heart, King of Glory. Yeah. yeah. The simple ones work for me. You know, no other name mm-hmm. but the name of Jesus is worthy of glory, is worthy of honor, worthy of power, and all praise. Nothing else to it. It's just that one chorus. And I tell you, you know, uh, I can weep on that one uh, alone. And I'm done. And and, and oh, after yeah. that, I'm j- just pour into me. Cause <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, just right. fill my cup, let it run yes. over, mm-hmm. you know. And we, you said the word pour into me. And I think, um, you know, my heart is that this generation today, that in their time of worship, there would be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um and in that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, um, it would be unhindered. Um, nothing getting getting in the way, not agenda, uh, not program. Um, and even at times, you know, we have to be careful too, just in terms of our theology mm-hmm. and what it's saying and how it should look in our worship experience. Um, and I think, you know, we're not seeing a lot. It's It's rare for me. To be, I'm, I love what we experience here at TSC, but I get the opportunity to travel a lot, and I see sometimes a lot of agenda mm-hmm. and just schedule and programming that just moves from one song to the next, but not an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, not a worship experience where God is healing hearts um, and there's deliverance going on, mm-hmm. and you know, in a lot of ways people don't even associate those things that I just kind of rattled right. off yeah. with, with worship, but it's supposed to take us there yeah. to that place yeah. where the Holy spirit just takes over. And it's not saying we're supposed to get out of control. Mm-hmm. You know, again, this whole, this whole podcast is focusing on taking wise thought mm-hmm. and being knowledgeable in our approach to worship in such a way that the Holy Spirit does in a, in a right way mm-hmm. move in the uh, mm-hmm. on our, in our worship experience. Yeah. Yeah. We we have to and again I'll use this this, this analogy. We have to create an environment uh, for lack of a better term um in our worship 
that when we when we're saying God inhabit our praise, well, we've got to create the habitation, you know. And it's it's, it's yes, it's it is in our hearts first, you know. But then when we come together, uh, a lot of things happen when we come together as a church, <laughs> you know. It doesn't matter how. Uh, how right, if I can use that, or how right, or uh, how righteous your heart was when you left home. A lot can happen from the time you leave home, especially in time, New York City. From the time you get to church, and so and so, what was righteous when you left home? You you are in a different mind space. You're in a different space when you get here. And so, yeah. the other part of that is that we have to intentionally, intentionally come before His presence. With Thanksgiving, intentionally coming to his gates with Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. intentionally into his courts with praise. And hear this intentionally be thankful unto him and intentionally bless his name. And in doing and, and in doing that, blessing part of blessing his name is saying, you know what? Yes, you stepped on my shoes. You know, they were tight when I put them on. <laughs> now they're really hurting. You know I mean? <laughs> and we don't have a whole lot of space to jump around in here. So, you know, when they get to the part, I turn around. I walk, Listen, watch where you step. You know, and, and that's what we're saying in our flesh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But in the spirit, we, we're also saying, God, take control of that part of me. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. got to be there. We've got to mm-hmm. be at that place. And I think that pouring out, that pouring out, that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, uh, a lot of times... Uh, gets underestimated or or, or or gets cheapened for lack yes. of a better term right um uh in this in our generation because now you know worship and praise can't be worship and praise unless you're jumping up and screaming a little louder than before or you know, shouting a little louder than before <laughs> you know and it's, and it's almost as if you go into some circles if you don't do that then you're not having church yeah. you're not worshiping right yeah. you know but when's the last time we've you, you've been to a service and i know we've we've had them here thank god but when's the last time you've visited and you've been to another church where the entire moment I was, i'm not talking about dead slow you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, and everything is this, yeah. and everything is out of the the, the hymnal, and there's no liberty, and there's no freedom, and there's no joy. Uh, but I'm talking about the last time you've gone to a worship service, and it was just, you know, it was almost a perpetual Selah moment with with these ebbs and flows, these peaks of of testimony service. If that, mm. you know what I mean, it's it's, it's spontaneous, but it's this this it, the, these peaks of exuberant worship mm. no hand clapping no drums it's just an exuberant worship moment and then it just kind of say laws again and everybody's recollecting and thinking thinking you know and then there's somebody over there will just just strike up i don't know amazing grace and then something happens you mm. know uh and so i think we we have as a generation as a people have moved into some areas that uh, have caused this generation yeah. to not value a visitation of the Holy Spirit, a genuine visita- visitation of the Holy Spirit. So we try to create this environment that's with, we create it with lights and smoke and, you know, louder guitars and louder organs and, uh, you know, bigger groups or dancing, or we, we say, let's dress down. And we come up with all these things to try to make it palatable to a generation and we totally miss the fact that if they don't have an encounter with God doesn't matter what they wore yeah, doesn't matter how much smoke you had doesn't matter whether the lights were twinkling or not if they don't know the presence of God God will come in and they'll totally miss him and the Holy Spirit will go which leads me to this this verse Revelation chapter 5 verse 11 and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the beast and the elders 
and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. This is what they were saying in verse 12, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. When you want to know what the song of heaven was, there it is right there. That's what they were saying. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And on that note, I digress. Say that. <laughs> Stop and think of that. Think about it. Wonderful conversation. Absolutely. We will follow follow up on Facebook and Twitter. If you are following us, again, Jesse and Sheba will be communicating your thoughts with us. Ivory, thank you. Misty, Tiffany, and of course, David Ham. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission. Joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, join us again for another edition of Music with a Mission.